a trustworthy lady at Julie who does a great job cleaning the, sh the church. So we had a, a church in Rock Springs in Wisconsin, a smaller church, and all I was doing was cleaning the church. And the Lord said this to me. He said, you cannot lead where you will not follow. And my response to the Lord was this. Who said I wanted to lead anything? I am not interested in leading anything at all. So another time, um, still going to the church in Rock Springs, and God can talk to you. It doesn't matter what you do, where you are. I was washing dishes. So I wasn't even thinking about this when the Lord said to me, ask for the old path. That's what he said to me. And I said, the old path? Well, if, if I need the old path, and I really wasn't sure what that meant, just give me the old path. Why do I have to ask for the old path? Well, we do have to ask. God wants us to ask. Ask of me, and I will tell you great and mighty things you know not. Jeremiah 33, 3. So we have to ask. He wants us to ask. So here I am today after 30-some years, and it takes time to grow. You're going to go through some things. We went through a, a few church splits, and I'm going to tell you what. I told Randy, you know what? You shut these doors, and you lock these doors, and you put a note on these doors that says, thank you for coming. We will not be here anymore. I was so angry. You have to count the cost. I'm a, I am a count coster. Jesus said, before you build, you count the cost, because there's no going back. You set your hand to the plow and you don't look back. You don't think about going back. You keep your eyes on the Son of the Most High God. And you do what he says. Not only will you succeed, because it's not about you, it's about everybody else. Amen? Jesus first, and then everybody else. See others more important than yourself. See, it really doesn't mean much to be a leader. If you are not going to love and obey God, get out, get out of the way and let somebody else move in who's going to love God, obey God, and take care of his people and can go where God wants to send you. Amen? Because he'll send you. He will. May still be in Africa, maybe in Baraboo, Wisconsin. You don't know. Love and obey God. Romans chapter 1. Verses 18 through 25. Now the title on, on mine, I'm going to start with verse 18. The title on mine says, Unbelief and its Consequences. Are we there? Amen? Yeah. Okay. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. And I'm going to stop there for just a minute. What he's saying there is just because of the creation alone, God is saying, I am. By that alone, I am. I remember uh, one winter I was looking out my bedroom window and I'm going to tell you what, I love animals. 
Uh, the last session, Randy kind of touched on Sally, our border collie. I love my dog. I love, I love my dogs. I love my animals. We even have this cat that came around we call Henry, who's kind of a crackpot of a cat, gets along with the dog, and she's an awesome. She's awesome. I also am a hunter on the other hand. We bow hunt, me and Randy bow hunt. So I don't, and, and I, I want to say this, if you have animals, God requires you to take care of your animals. You treat your animals well, amen, do that. But I'm a hunter and I bow hunt, I've shot some deer, we went bow hunting for bear, we both got a bear with our bows, and, but we eat the meat or we give the meat away. There's a lot of people up there we shoot deer for that enjoy the meat. So take care of what God has given you. I'm going to continue on. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Even though, well, let's see, professing to be wise, they became fools. And exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. Acts chapter 18. Verses, I'm going to start with verse 22. So Paul stood in the midst of, the, of Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I observe that you are very religious in all respects. For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and all the things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. God is in here doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter what type of building you have, doesn't matter what kind of clothes you wear, God, that's where God dwells. He dwells in here. As a matter of fact, he said it's not the righteous who need the healthy who need the physician, it's the sick. Amen? So it's about them. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, that they would seek God, if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and exist, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his children. Being then the children of God, we ought to not think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and thought of man. Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men that all people everywhere should repent. 
because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. You know, I think anymore, at least with us in the United States, we worship ourselves. What we can get, our jobs, our titles, and you know, even... even um, times in our church people are so concerned about titles titles don't mean anything your walk your faithfulness Randy spoke earlier on integrity that's what God can build on that's who God wants us to be and when we struggle if Randy would have really closed the doors because I was serious I had had it and there's going to be times where you are gonna this is enough I don't need this, I don't want to do this, I don't have to do this. And you know what? God is saying they're important to me. But I was saying before when I was looking out my bedroom window in the wintertime and we feed the birds and there's an apple tree right outside our bedroom window and it's snowing and it's just loaded with birds. But I, and I had to say to God, you know what, God, I just, and I do, I'm a, I love animals. I love them. I can look at a butterfly, you guys, and I know God exists. That's all it takes. We go hunting and we sit in a tree. You hear things and you see things that you don't, will never hear and see. But I had to say to God, you know what, God, these birds mean more to me than your people. I had to say that. I had to say it because it, it's going to take work. It's going to take struggles. It's going to be hard on your marriages. Ask me. I'll tell you. It gets tough. What's more important? Then what we need to do is cry out to God. We need to cry out to God and say, God, what are you saying? What do I need to do? You know what? I think married couples, as married couples in the ministry, well, I told Randy, I said, what we end up doing is we hinder one or the other. Because we get mad, we get jealous, you're spending more time with God's people, doesn't matter, man or woman, you're uh, spending more time with God's people than you spend with your wife or your kids. There, there's sometimes I tell Randy, I mean, because we are always going, we both have secular jobs. I work days, he works nights. And we have a big lawn that we mow. You know, there were times that, and we worked at the same place. He worked six to six at night. I had to be to work at 7 or 7.30. We would pass each other. This was before cell phones. So we would pass each other on the road waving. That's what we would do. When he got home, we had a phone on the wall. He would call me. Or he would leave me a note and tell me how much he loved me. Men, husbands, leave your wife. Give your wife some flowers. Send her a note. I, if, if, you, if you're passing in the night sometimes, yes, amen, let her know that you love and appreciate her because trust me, she's going to tell you you're spending way too much time in the church. You're never home. What about me? Or if it's the other way around, send each other a note. You know, sometimes I'll give Randy in the morning, I'll make a set of lips with a red marker and just leave that there for him or I love you something because otherwise now he still works night and I still work days and it's true and we are just passing each other all the time but I'm not gonna let that I get frustrated and I know he gets frustrated because when I'm not working I get called into work a lot 
They can't call me here in Ghana. If I wasn't in Ghana and I'm on vacation, they would call me there and I would have to go in. I'm not kidding you, which is great because I always tell them to call me if you need help. But love each other. Don't hinder what God wants to do in either one of you at all. Let God be God and he'll work it out. You get mad and frustrated, maybe one of you needs to go for a walk. I don't know. But don't return evil for evil. Amen? God is God and we are not. Amen? Let's let him do what he wants to do. And there, he's still working in me, still working in all of us until the day we die. Let's get beyond ourselves, see one another more important than ourselves, and we will grow and remember it is about him. You know, I did a, I did a message a while ago on, on it being about the Lord, and um, I'm trying to think of Psalms 23. Let's go there. Psalms 23. Now, it's a pretty popular scripture verse, but the Lord showed me something in it, and maybe it was just for me. But I'm going to read the first three verses. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me, he makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still water. Let him do it. Don't back out. Let God do what he wants to do. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness. And here's the key. For his namesake. Not my namesake. It's not about me, though he loves me. I remember one time for you ladies, Randy had gone on a hunting trip. And we didn't have many finances. And I was frustrated. And this is what the Lord said to me. And he loves Randy. I don't care. And he loves me. He loves all of you. And there was something that I wanted that we really needed. And the money went someplace else. And the Lord said this, Though he doesn't have your best interest at heart, I've got it. I've got your best, best interest at heart. Now listen to me. Randy comes home from the hunting trip. Now Randy got this huge bull elk with his bow, shot it. I was so angry because of how he left. And I said, God, that is not fair. And I did. And, and we all say that sometimes. That doesn't seem fair, very fair to me. And I was so angry. I was happy for him. But we needed a dining room table and chairs. Our chairs were just a mess. Randy comes home, and I said, I said nothing to him about it at all. Not a word. He saw this commercial on TV, and all of a sudden he said, you know what, Jamin, they were having this big sale in Madison. You know what, Jamin? I think we need to go down to Madison and get a table and chairs. Let God use you that way. What a blessing. And like I said, Randy knew nothing of that. So when you get frustrated, you know, and it's part of our, uh, our own idolatry. What about me? Come on, God. I've, there's times I've just said just some things. I'm like, God, come on. We went down to Madison one time to help start a church, and this lady said, I think the Lord wants you to stay here. We had two kids at the time, Sarah and Ben, and Ben was a, a little fella. We go down there. 
were to help build this church, I did not want to go. Somebody said to me, you going to wait for an angel to come and tell you? Yes, I'm going to wait for that angel to tell me it's time to go. Well, we, we went. Now this lady said, once we moved in, we were there for a little while, and she said, she wrote us a note and left it in the mailbox, and she said, you know, I think the Lord wants you to go. I'm going to tell you what, I wasn't that old in the Lord, and I took that letter and I went outside and I was crying. And I said, God, what is going on here? This is what the Lord said to me. And I didn't know it was in the Bible at the time. He said, my eyes are upon you. That's what he said. I said, your eyes? I don't need your eyes. What I need is you to do something about this situation that I'm in. That was my thought. And you know what? God knows our thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. He knows them. Might as well just be honest right up front. Well, we ended up coming back from Madison and, and working. And the one thing the Lord say to, said to me that the Lord is telling each and every one of you, do not trust your eyes. You trust me. Do not trust your eyes because your eyes will deceive you just like they did Eve in the garden. They will deceive you and they will destroy you. Not only will they destroy you, they will destroy the very people you're trying to minister to. It's not about you. We're not, we can't be stumbling blocks. If we have struggles, normally what I do is I go right to the Lord first because he's the only one who knows what's going on in my heart. He knows what's going on in my thought process. I was just thinking one time, thinking years ago, in, early in our marriage, I said to God, I was just thinking about divorcing Randy because he knows your thoughts. The devil does not know your thoughts. Come on, Jamie. He knows about you because he knows what you do. He knows what trips you up. But he's not a mind reader. God knows your thoughts. And God said this to me. He said, do not seek a divorce. Do not. Now, if I could have still said, you know what, Randy? I'm not willing to do this anymore. But I said, okay, God, you know. And here we are today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. You have to keep walking and moving. And God says, I am mindful that you are but dust. Isn't that great? He understands. Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we just sin. And we need to stop sinning. If you sin, the Bible says, not when, never when, if you sin. It's a, God says he has faithful and just to forgive you of that sin. If somebody else sins against you, because that's going to happen, you, maybe your church is going to get split or divided, leaders, you keep moving, you forgive, which is hard to do sometimes because I know what happened with us. The next thing you knew, somebody knew better, and they said God called them over here, in which their church doesn't even exist anymore. So they pulled a group of people out that went with them, and now the pastor's gone and they're all scattered. Forgiveness. You still have to learn to forgive. Let's give our hearts fully to the Lord. Come hell or high water, ladies and gentlemen, for them, for everybody else, first for God and then for them, wherever he wants to send you. I would, I would not have come today. 
and I think God knows by heart, I would not be in this country because I always told the Lord I don't need to go to another country because the United States of America has enough problems of its own. We need to be here and minister here. It's true. we got problems. But the more and more we grow and leaders grow and move forward and do what God says, do what God commands, God says, if you love me, you will obey me. If you don't obey me, that means you don't love me. That means there's no practicing sin. I'm going to end it here. Galatians chapter 5. I want to start with verse 17, or 16, I'm sorry, Galatians 5, chapter 16. I love these sets of scriptures. It just cuts it right to the point, and it's yay and amen. But I say, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. And you will not carry out the deeds of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now here is what the deeds of the flesh are evident which are immorality impurity sensuality idolatry Sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, faction, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you. Just as I have forewarned you, all those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now I spoke this to a lady at work. I do speak about the Lord a lot, of, a lot at work. This lady goes to a Baptist church, and somehow we got on the subject of the Lord, and I just rattled off, what, if we practice these sins, we aren't going to heaven. You know what she said to me? I don't believe that. Believe it. And you know why she said she doesn't believe it? Because she don't read God's word, number one. And, and people like to believe what's in their hearts, what they think of God. Oh, God is love. He would never, he would never Put anybody in hell well I want to tell you something God doesn't throw anybody in hell that's our choice just remember what you choose affects everybody else just like Adam and Eve when they send in the garden here we are still today stumbling blocks it is better that a heavy millstone be hung around your neck and you be thrown into the depths of the sea than be a stumbling block make these little ones to stumble if you struggle Go to God. Call somebody that you know. Call somebody who's going to be faithful. I found it out in church years ago, there's only a few people that you can really trust, and I'm being honest. There's only a few people that I could tell something to that they would, could pray for me, a struggle I had, and the next thing you know, it was right out there in the open. You find somebody trustworthy that will pray for you, that will go right to the throne of God instead of getting on the phone and calling somebody and talking about it there. God first. God first. He'll give you who to talk to. Trust him. 
Can we trust him? Is he trustworthy? Sometimes I think our prayers are so double-minded, you guys. We'll ask him to do this and the next thing, well, we're just doing this. Well, what do we just ask God for? I don't know. He either is who he says he is or he's not. He's alive and well, and what he says is true. He says, I am not a man that I should lie, and no good thing will I withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Lord God is your sun and shield. He gives grace and glory. He'll do that for you, just like Lauren said. He will do anything for you. He did it all for you. What makes you think he would do any less in the things that you need? Even he said, I will give you the desires of your heart. One of the desires of my heart, and it may seem small, um, Randy kind of talked about my dog. We grew up with German Shepherds. Now Sally, our dog right now, is a Border Collie. She's the first female dog we ever had. I grew up with German Shepherds. I loved them. And one of the, the last Shepherds we had, something happened, I left home. My dad reached in to get the dog. His name was Baron. Baron bit him and my dad shot him. I told Randy, I said, someday I'm going to get a German Shepherd. I'm going to get another German Shepherd. That was such a desire of my heart. So before Sally, we went and we got what I called Luger, was my German Shepherd. It seems small, but it was a desire of my heart, you guys, that God gave me. He wants to do that. Don't worship anything other than the king. Amen? Amen? You'll get yourselves in all kinds of trouble. You know, I found out some things, too, that the Lord will be with you, and he'll go around that mountain with you. He's gone around. I've gone around some things and gone around some things, and the Lord said to me, he goes, I want you to know, if I were you, I would get off this mountain. I will go around with you as many times as you want to go, but if I were you, I would stop. I stopped got to stop. And if you don't know a direction, wait. God will, he'll talk to you. You'll hear his voice. If you want to hear his voice, you'll hear his voice. Get into his word, just like my eyes are upon you. Well, I found out later the Lord said, my eyes are continually on the righteous. That's what he said. One night I was laying in bed and Randy was gone at work and I was just thinking about, I had the kids at home and I said, I was thinking, God, what would I do if somebody came in? And this is what the Lord said to me again, not knowing that it was a scripture. He said, no evil will befall you. That's what he said. A year later, it's it's in his word. We have to take him at his word. He wants us to take him at his word. Amen? Amen? Let's stand. God is so good. Do what he says. Love him with all your heart. He'll help you to stand. A bruised reed he will not break. A dimly burning wick he will not snuff out. Father, we just thank you for today. We just thank you that you are the God of all creation. Father, I ask that you would help us not conform to, not to build, not to identify, idle anything but to love the Lord our God and worship him alone. We ask this for your name's sake. We ask this for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.